0: And we've got you till just before 8. Just before 8 or right at 8. Right I at parked 8. parked a block
1: away. I drove, for, which I seldom do. Yeah.
0: You, I, have you... No, you, never, you haven't biked yet. I know you've taken No, train I'm training, I know take so. trains. I was yeah. going to
1: bike tonight, but it's kind of hot. Yeah. I've got a dinner at 10 and I don't, at 8. I don't want to show... 8.30. Yeah. And I don't want to show up <laughs> doing this. <laughs> Sweating so, Unless like I wore that. a sports jacket. Normally, I'm dressed really casual. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still casual, but not as casual. How was yesterday evening? It was very interesting. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, it's at a little Ukrainian thing, and I thought, boy, this is small. But it was small by intent. Yeah. Uh, they jammed, and, and she, she spoke in the round. And this was, so it was Jennifer match. Yeah, Jennifer match. Olivia introduced them. Yeah. They asked me to introduce as well, but I have this rule that they asked me at 9 o'clock in the morning. I said, I do not take speaking engagements with short notice. Yeah, I just, not my <laughs> nature, I get prepared. Mm. Mm. And uh, so she, Olivia, I, I said to I've known Olivia for a long time, you know, I supported her. And I said, Olivia, you haven't lost your campaigning chops. She did a great job. And, and Olivia, and, 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 and well, you know, I'm a big Matt fan and and um, she did a nice job. And there was all these uh, very young, I would say, uh, tilted to young, mm-hmm. not enough people of color for, for my liking. Uh, but think of the neighborhood, it, probably a lot of people showed up, a few of us showed up on bikes, and yeah. a lot of people walked and took mm-hmm. public transit. Uh, that'd be the one co- one comment I'd make. Okay. But it's very good. Nice. So let's,
0: I, I don't know where to begin, but <laughs> let's, let's begin, let's begin with everything that's leading up to October the 22nd, um, and... How long is this show? I know, we got uh, about four hours. So, so this is what I heard. So <laughs> that'll cover the last week. So, uh, a, a, a good friend of mine back in the university days, Amir Ramtula, um he was um, Rob Ford's chief of staff for I don't know a couple of years, hmm. um, and he he had told me that Doug's the smart one out of the two of them. Rob, <laughs> Rob's, Rob's the worker. Rob, Rob's the um, great, the, great the, retail roll, politician. Yes, roll up great, the sleeves. Yeah, yeah, roll up the sleeves. He'll yep. get, knock on get, doors. He'll yep. get things done. Sort Hand of out thing. His business cards. Yeah, and, and but Doug is a smart one, and so, and I, I don't shows know, the wh-
1: Ford uh, definition of smart is uh, maybe not <laughs> quite as high as you <laughs> fair,
0: thought. Fair, fair enough. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> it's all relative, right? It's all
0: relative. <laughs> but but I remembered, and I f- totally forgot about that conversation that I had with him. Um, I've heard the same thing, by the yeah, way. Okay. And yeah, very yep. same thing. And so, I thought. Did he? Did, is he smart enough to say, I know that the province, quote-unquote, controls, again in quotes, the city, so I'm just going to go to the province and do what I want to do with Toronto. Well,
1: um...
0: Is he that smart? I
1: I, I I don't think he has great knowledge of the notwithstanding clause. I I, I can't believe he did that. Did he... You know, I'm sure he could have picked up uh he was in he was around city hall long enough that he picked he probably picked up the fact that man our our, our city rules go back 200 years yeah way back when 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 95 percent of the population lived in the country and five percent uh lived in in cities and now it's well over 50 percent people live in the cities and so we have rules that you know of course the province you know ran everything because cities were not. But that law is really outdated and, and I could see where he picked that up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sure has enough cabinet ministers are falling right in line. That that's what that's what uh, blows it's, my mind. Yeah, and very disappointing. Absolutely. I mean Rod Phillips and, and Christine Elliott and uh Mulroney. Yeah, I mean, Mulroney. come on. You know, I I, I I I talk a lot about truth to power and the you know, people that'll stand up. Uh, and speak out. And boy, the, the, I, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm using the, the sheep icon <laughs> yes, a yep. lot because no one, they're all sitting there. Come on. It's just, you know what they've done? They have cut, 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 cut. Everything they've done is a cut. I mean, y- you, don't, you don't cut your way to greatness. You yeah. don't. No one cuts their way to greatness. You, you've got to invest and you've got to build. Yeah. You know, you change, uh, parties change and new people run the city or the province. And they're gonna they're gonna undo some things because he didn't like him. They weren't working. But he is a hundred percent cut. He has not added a damn thing.
2: But why? What, like, why the silence? Why? Like, I, like I thought of a tweet that I meant to put to put out yesterday, and it's you know the the matrix. You know, which pill are you gonna take? Because I thought, which pill did we take where we went from either Elliot or Mulrooney, winning the nomination for the party? And Ontario heads into the next four to eight years where people are
0: yeah. okay with it.
2: Oh, you know. Christine
1: Elliott. I knew her husband really well. He helped me with BMO Field. Yeah. You know, I thought, you know, uh, my wife' uh, agency was, was doing the work for Kathleen Wynne, so I was going to vote liberal. Um, but Christine Elliott came in. I can, that's cool. Other than I heard her on CBC and she did a 180 on sex education, a 180 on climate change. I'm going, oh, wow. Okay, I'm not liking this. Hmm. And she's been there. Was that before yeah, it was or after CBC? That that Chicago. was CBC um, while they were doing the the run up to who was going to run the Conservative Party. Wow. Yeah, and it and it looked like, you know, those run ups are really interesting who gets involved. And they obviously concluded that there's this group that's very conservative mm-hmm. and and wanted to undo the sex education stuff. And she, you know, instead of someone saying standing up and saying no. And don't, don't believe this garbage that it wasn't. It, a, a lot of people were asked on that. It was studied. And geez, that thing goes back to, what, 1996? So, you know, it needed to be changed. But anyhow, she fell in line, too. Very disappointing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, 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 it's, it's interesting. I, I ran into Desmond Cole. Yes. On Saturday. Um, I, I was on my way to uh, Kensington Market uh, for the jazz festival. Um, and I walked by, um, the legislature and I remembered, oh, Desmond Cole was going to do a picnic here or something like that. So I went by to take a photo, um, and he, he was still there I went later in the afternoon and I said, why is it Desmond? I said, you know, you, you've been in media, so you might, you might know some things and, uh, being around people, you know, why is it that these millionaires who really they are right, um, don't have the guts to speak up to Doug Ford? And they said it's all about power. He he suggested it's all about power. Um, yes, um, Carolyn Marooney has enough money for for a couple of lifetimes, but she's never had power. And so to speak, against it and lose that power, to lose that whatever it is, where whether it's the chauffeur, whether it's you know extra perks that uh, allow you to do certain things that you know money doesn't buy or not buy. Um, you he know, wrote a, he wrote
1: quite a lengthy letter about elites and stuff. I I didn't read all of it. I I really don't believe that elites are all of our problem. There's a lot of average people all through Ontario outside of the big cities yep. that fell in line with him. Now back to your thing. Once again, truth to power, If uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting. I've spoken now. I've been retired for almost seven years. Yeah, I did actually give a speech at either Empire Club or the Border Trade, I can't remember which, where I talked about a vision for the city. And I talked about leadership traits and truth to power. And I did that as a CEO. But I know you follow me. You, I could yeah. not say all of that as a CEO. I ran into trouble with Toronto Foundation when I was chair for all of eight weeks because yes. I really spoke up and mm-hmm. they were uncomfortable with that. And I said, they said, oh, well, we're, we're neutral. We're Switzerland. I said, yes, you know, Switzerland was, you know, really cozy with the Nazis, right? Anyhow, um, <laughs> I said, I'm never Switzerland and, and 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 I'm not wallpaper. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of people that don't want to speak up and because um, it's uncomfortable and and you know, they've got shareholders, maybe? I also
2: question like from, from Carol Mulroney's perspective and Elliot's as well, is like do they not see the potential damage? And maybe there isn't. Maybe maybe all of us in Toronto are freaking out over nothing. Not nothing. But like, I can't see this helping their political career, certainly in Ontario, provincially. Maybe federally, I don't know. But
1: Um you know, parties can go two ways. They get into power and sometimes they erode really quickly. Sometimes they get a bump. Um, I think someone said today, um, you know, fatigue. I mean, is he, he spent so much time on something other than screwing around with our democracy right in the middle of election. Really, the amount of energy they have spent on this mm-hmm. when they're not doing anything else. And, and if that's all the conservatives are associated with, I think there is fatigue. And I suggested in a follow-up tweet, I said maybe erosion, to your point. Hmm. It, it, I think hmm. it's doing damage. What? Well, God, you know, people are already saying one one pollster came out and said, "Oh, he's not going to win the next election." Can already prove that. Uh, I don't know what poll That's can a little, prove a something early for that four years away.
0: Yeah, yeah. People have short term
2: memories. Yeah, they do. Um, and another question too was why now? Why why create the crisis? I mean, there you could answer why it was, but it's like why wasn't this started as soon as they got into power, so that there was a time to it
0: almost
1: was like this, a, well, it Three was weeks, actually. I think that was the mistake. Uh, why why now? Okay, if you want to do it. Do it in an orderly way and, and you know, and, and push for 25 and we'll run the next election based on it. Yeah. That, that would be in power for five years and the next election's in four. So run the next election, but to do it in the yeah. middle... When, you know, I've, I, you know, the Dan Foxes and uh, Jennifer Hollett's, I mean, there's so many young people, of, of diverse people, young people, people of color that have been running since June, or way back, yeah. and spending time and money, and to do it, to anyone, and we're, you know, like, how are we well, going to Ke- have Kelly- this vote in four weeks? Yeah, I mean, Kelly and I have had to have discussions
2: with now two people who are running against each other that we weren't expecting, yeah. and we were going to both of their events to support them
1: I uh, had to we, stop I had uh, I've already used up my $5,000 and I had somewhere approaching me and I said "Jeez, I really like you but I got to see who you're going up against yeah, yeah. and um yeah. So, you know, Dan Fox, I don't know if you know that name, but Dan's been kind of working on this for four years. He takes a sabbatical and he's doing he's knocking on doors. And I think I gave him five or six hundred bucks and I ran into him last night. He had to step aside because wow. uh, uh, Shelley Carroll, he says he sees that two progressives can't go up against each other. You know, both of them will lose. Yeah. So he stepped aside. Good for him. I mean, good for him, but bad that he had to do it. Yeah. The time that he invested, mm-hmm. he, he, he was prepared. And there's there's a ton of them out there. Yep. So it's not that they're proposing
0: less seats. It's it's the process.
1: Well, in timing, I do think, you know, there was a great great chart showing the twelve top municipalities in Ontario, and they had a hundred and three councillors. If you take Using that, the hundred thousand you got to have a hundred thousand people to have a counselor because that's basically what the What's two and a half me? a million generates. 25 counselors, mm-hmm. do you know what that 103 goes to? Nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's yeah, because in Hammes- in Amherstburg would be like we we have we're gonna have five counselors, we'd have one fifth of a counselor, so it's the numbers too. It's they really. You know, they say it's dysfunctional, and there are days Mammalini and and, St- and Shiner and stuff make it dysfunctional. Yeah. But you know, you got people like uh, Cressy and Layton and Christian Wontam right downtown. They are busy every night because of all the development going in and all the things. And you can get hold of your counselor. Now they're going to have to, you know, be responsible for 100,000 people. Yeah. I don't think people understand that. So I don't think. To- you know, they did a lot of work to get to 47. It wasn't pulled out of the air. I think it was KPMG somebody. Yeah. There yeah. was a lot of public dialogue. There were meetings. You could, you could, there was many ways for you to weigh in. And they did it in a very orderly way and got to 47. So I going to play devil's advocate.
0: Um, when I was in Taiwan, Taipei, and... They have an amazing subway system. The city, from what I've been told, is approximately the same size population-wise as Toronto. And their subway system was phenomenal. Um, and, and so I asked the tour guide there, and I said, you know, why – how how did you guys build it? Because I found out it was built really, really quickly. Um, and I said, how did you build it? If there was a new government that came in, would they want to change things? And, you know, she said to me that, you know, once you start something and once you, there's a law that we're going to do this – it gets done. You can't. You can't cancel. You can't stop. And so, the the other side, you know, as, as I take a look at what Doug is starting to do, uh, you know, putting his fist down and saying, "No, we're we're going to have, you know, less councillors for the city of Toronto. I want things to work smoother down there. I'm going to upload the TTC uh, to the province. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Come hell or high water, I so you know." the The rational person in, 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 in me goes, "What an idiot! Why, why is he doing this? Why is he, you know, crushing everything?" And uh, but then you know, I have to take a look at the other side, otherwise I'll just go crazy. Um, and I take a look at the other side, and I go, "What if the end justifies the means?" I, I'm I'm curious. What if four years from now, we've got more subways being built, we've got more buses on the road? Well, you
1: can forget more subways being built at the price of what it costs <laughs> to build a subway. Only China's building them right now. I think. So but what I, if I, I don't know? End justifies the means. Boy, that's a slippery slope. Um, there's a lot of awful things have happened in the name of the end just the end the means.
0: Greg. <laughs> Greg has been I, angry. Yeah. since you're seeing June. this on television,
1: he's <laughs> scratching his head. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, that's. I mean, it's it's just no. No, I think we need a long-term plan. I, I don't think I, sh- I don't think 4 years is going to fix what we need. No, it's not
1: going to. For the long term. You remember uh, Transit City was approved under Miller. Mm-hmm. And it was very comprehensive. It was really good. So Ford goes in. The fir- the, the younger Ford goes in. And he canceled can, it right away. He canceled it right away, and the and the council went along with it. And you know, he said, "Oh, the LRTs, uh, they're just streetcars." I'll bet you, of the in those days, it was forty four councilors. None of them had traveled on an LRT that's being used in Copenhagen to Calgary, and um, and they canceled it, and um, and that set us back. That that if they'd gone through that, there'd be a seven uh-huh. stop, at least seven stop LRT working in Scarborough right now. So I don't know that it's, that can still happen with 25 people. Maybe, I don't know how they get etched in stone and say, listen, this is a study and you, this is the thing. But mind it. you, if we had that, there would be no chance that we'd be... St- that there's there'd be no ch- no remaining chance that we'd get out of this stupid rebuild the gardner expressway or a one-stop subway so yeah i kind of i kind of like to change those ones but um. you know transit city not perfect but um if that had gone through the city it'd be a lot better
0: should the regardless whether it's ford or whoever the next premier uh is going to be or if it continues to be him but is there something to be
1: said for uploading the ttc well listen the 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 cabinet minister who's in charge of transit doesn't have any transit in his riding. Of course the municipal <laughs> the mi- municipal guy who uh is is declaring you know we're going to cut this Toronto down to 25 doesn't is in, in 20. Brockville. Yeah. It's got what twenty three, twenty four thousand 24,000 people, eight councillors. They each get 3,000 people to yeah. take care of and he's saying he knows what's good for Toronto. Yeah. So he was a former mayor there. Yeah, and when he came up the first time, he actually said, well, you know, I've got this uh, municipal experience. I've been a former mayor. And I go, oh, okay. I'll listen to him. And then I Googled him and said, what were you, the mayor who, you know, with big job was getting cats out of trees? I mean, it's <laughs> Brockville. 23,000, <000, laughs> it's a nice little place, but it's not comparable or lessons learned in Brockville that can be a- applied. No
0: offense to our fans in, in Brockville. Yeah. Our many, many listeners many, out many. there. Um, no I'm not uh, suggesting they cut the Brockville yeah, Council no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: vision zero you know or zero vision or zero vision um, so well it, it, it was supposed to be what like no no pedestrian the, the focus was we don't want any more of these pedestrian accidents right we
1: don't uh, if you go back to Sweden yeah and you read what they created 15 years or so ago and basically it says we can't we. We can't do things that are going to allow people to get hurt and killed yeah and if you look at the graph they they're down 50 percent uh at 50 um from where they were and they're the vision zero experts and you know i visioned i i, I went to malmo sweden about a year ago now maybe uh, 13 months ago uh, actually i was going to copenhagen and i set up meetings for uh, two days of non-stop meetings with, with urbanists and architects and and the people who ran cycling and stuff for two days. And I said, oh, I really want to hear about Vision Zero. And they said, well, we do Vision Zero, but Sweden's the one who... And and they said, Malmo, Sweden is 33 minutes away by train, and we can hook you up with them. And, the, and one of the men who worked on creating Vision Zero, I met with him. Yeah. And we went through it all. So there's a model there. You know, it's how you design your streets and we talked a lot about that, everything from speed bumps to bicycle things to co- the corner bump outs and all of that stuff. And then he said something very interesting. He says, but you know what the number one thing was? Lowering the speed limit. Really? Yep. Number one. Yeah. number one. Number one. Because, huh. you know, if you hit someone at 30K, you're to yeah. they're going to survive. 90% of them will survive. You hit them at 60K, 100% of them die. Well, huh. probably 90% yeah. die. So, so you know, that's there. It's very, it, it, you know, New York's doing it. New York dropped... New York in 19, 2017 had the least amount of deaths in all of the recorded time that they've been recording deaths in New York, which goes back to like 1917. It, because they, under uh, Janet City Khan, under uh, Bloomberg, under DeBasio, they've been investing in redesigning their streets and it's working. We haven't been doing that. We you know, we do a little bit here and a little bit there. And you know, our solution is let's give everyone signs to put up on their lawn, drive slowly. And I'll tell you, when I got when I was in Malmo, Sweden, they didn't mention that as one of their best practices. They weren't putting up signs like that. They were doing fundamental stuff. And you know, Tory launched it two years ago in June. Our, our numbers are, are a little up, but they haven't declined at all. Um, you know, the, you heard it when school started, they've got all these pilots. Why are you still testing? All of the best ideas are out there. Just invest in them. So why is... Oh,
2: sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, is continuity an issue as well? Like, I mean, from the perspective of the infrastructure, from the bike lanes, from the crosswalks, like we we seem to have this mismatch. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree.
1: you know, it's very interesting in Holland. uh, I think I'm going to Amsterdam next week and I'll be biking in Amsterdam. Um, The drivers, the drivers think the roads are safer and everyone bikes, so once you carve out this, okay, you get used to bike lanes, hopefully segregated, protected mm-hmm. bike lanes, everyone starts understanding. I I biked in Copenhagen. I never worried about cars. I biked in Berlin, never worried about cars. In Berlin, it was really interesting. They weren't quite as segregated as, as Amsterdam or as Copenhagen, but the, the drivers really had respect for the bicycles and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we have allegedly have Vision Zero, but... You know, what is it, the infrastructure committee chaired by Jane Robinson, you know, they, they're they not doing much. They're, you know, a little test. Yeah. Test this, test that. No, you don't have to test this stuff. It's all been done someplace. Invest in it. Be committed to it. Yeah. Have guts. Do it.
0: So maybe it's good that Doug Ford is putting his foot down and saying, no, we want to get things what he's Working. he's anti bikes
2: so he's not going to he's be, not going to help bikes at all. He is not going to help me go under that railroad underpass at, on Lee side yeah. as I'm coming up across the bridge. Once well, you hear one
1: p- one uh, person? One I think it was a cabinet minister, but at least a member of parliament for the Conservatives say, "You know what their problem is? They took all that time and talked about bike lanes." Oh, yesterday, oh, yeah, I, or two years ago. So I no, he's not going to be. He is not progressive. He's he, he cuts. He's regressive. It's it is the irony of you know I'm, I spent 19 years in consumer products marketing. You know they should not be called the uh, progressive conservatives. I think I
0: totally we, forgot that was their name, by the way. Yeah,
1: regressive conservatives. Totally maybe. Forgot. So I think we should go to the advertising bureau and say they're advertising false. They're false advertising.
0: <laughs> I, I want to go back to for for the duration of this conversation. I want to I want to frame it under um, Jennifer Kiesmat's platform. Yep. I want to talk about housing. Uh, talk a little bit more about traffic, uh, public safety. Um, all these sorts of things that that are important to a city.
1: Um, so first of all, I'm not on her strategic committee. You're so not. No. So I I know. You know. I talked. I was at her event last night. I did not talk to Jennifer. She was really busy. Um, so I talked to Jennifer occasionally. So I'm not part of that. So I I've seen what she's presented, but I probably know it as well as you guys know it.
0: Well, you you are supporting her.
1: Oh, absolutely. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so under the big question
0: of why Jennifer Keysmount, let's go through some of these things. You know, so let's 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 finish off you know talking about transit and traffic um why don't we go
1: back further than that okay let's let's talk leadership first of all okay yeah, yeah okay so you know that's where i start i've written two books on it yeah and it's one of you know I, I believe i'm a student of leadership i do big seminars on the very topic um they're quite a bit different in leadership okay i've leadership. known john for 20 plus years i knew him as a cfl commissioner i knew him as a, i did business with him at rogers and you know john was a was a, a breath of fresh air versus ford you know we were a city that was embarrassed on yep. late night talk shows and and it, it was awful and 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 i know from research that a lot of people a significant amount of people voted for john because he wasn't wasn't a ford and uh, and and he's you know I, I had dinner with my sister-in-law the other night he says he well, anyway, speaks really well and um, you know he's safe and he's professional and he's all of that but also, he is really status quo. I mean, nothing's really happened on cycling. Nothing's happening on climate change. All this stuff. He hasn't got a shovel new shovel in the ground on transit. Um, so he's status quo. He's very uh, risk adverse. And even when he does something, if he gets some pushback, um, he he wants he he doesn't really stand up to it. And you saw it when you saw it in this this whole issue that. That um, you know, Ford allegedly talked to him a couple of weeks before he and didn't do anything about it. And then, yes, he, and, yes. then and then even on Sunday. So he says we're all going to vote to fight this, and then the next day he comes out and says, you know, let's just get on with it. So he's he's timid, and and so that's that's him. And and you know what? He's he's not a best practices guy. Uh, when I met with him in February, I said, have Have you been to Copenhagen yet? And he says, no. I said, you should go. I said, and and. Anyhow, he hasn't been. Um, I'm not sure how well ready is on urbanism. I recommended he reads Janet's. I said, if you're going to read any book, read Janet Sadiq Khan's book on Street Fight. She's the ex-transportation uh, commissioner in New York City. So that's him. Jennifer kiesman on the other hand, very energetic. I mean, she understands what makes great cities. That's what she did for a living. Yeah. She's she's mm-hmm. an urbanist, trained in Mamo, Sweden, they knew who she was. Copenhagen, they knew who she was. In New York, they know who she is. Uh, she is very highly regarded. She has all the smart. She could. She came up with a, a transit plan, and I know she had other planners help her with that. I mean, she's very detailed and knows that. I think she's tougher than him. I think she's more energetic. I saw quite a difference. I, You know, John would have spoken well last night, but just saw that energy of, of, of her. So uh, for all of those reasons, and... I think, yeah. So that's from, from
2: a leadership perspective. We had we mentioned when you and I spoke earlier. Yeah. We had John Sewell on a yeah. couple of weeks ago, and he said one of the big issues for Tory, and I'd be interested to know your thoughts. And from Keysmat's side, is that one of the reasons he's had to be the way he is is because he has to appease both. It doesn't have to appease, but he appeases both the the um, downtown core, and then the you know Scarborough North York Etobicoke group and. He was talking about the challenges of that.
1: And, and listen, when I talked to John, he said, you know, there's there's this kind of uh, polarization. There's, and this was when still Ford was a chance to, that he would run against him. You know, there's the Ford people and the John people. And when I said to him, the Ford people aren't going to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, I don't believe there's sure. 35% of the population, but I think they're 20, 25% hard. I said, John, there's nothing you could do to move them. You've got a nice safe people, but I believed at that time, that I said, you know, there's this group in the middle, I'll attach a number of 40, 45% in the middle that are looking for more progressive things. And I think we underestimate if, if well explained to them, you know, Scarborough, there's research that says not all of Scarborough wants this one-stop subway. Um, so I think it takes, you know, as uh, Paul Bedford, ex-city planner once said, what our issues are revenue courage and political will so it's courage and political will that i I believe that i've done an idea that's so well thought out that i'm going to explain it as clearly as i can and i'm going to trust that the people will do the right things with it and vote for me Hmm. i know and you know that i thought about running and i and that that's one of the things i really wanted to do i was going to go with what was absolutely best and not worry about whether they would vote for me and if they wouldn't vote for me and either i did a bad job of selling it or they didn't like the idea and I could live with that. Yeah. I think it would have been interesting. But then again, I'd already retired and I'd, I didn't really need a job. And in the end, I chose not to do it. But, I, but that's how I would have run it. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think Jennifer is doing what's right, too. Um, so far. Do you regret not running? No, no. You know what? Uh, I knew that it would be tough to beat John. Uh, now I realize I just couldn't beat John. Jennifer is different enough. I mean, you know, when I was thinking of running, I was going... Doug Ford, John Tory, Richard Petty—old white affluent guys. <laughs> Does the world need three? They need. And so when I announced, uh, announced on CTV. Sorry, I didn't announce it with you That's guys. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> if I run, ever run, I'll announce it here. Okay. Sounds <laughs> good. Don't count on that. <laughs> um, I, I and then I wrote a post in my website and I said, you know, I, this is what I'd like to see. I said I'd like to see younger people. I'd like to see women. I'd like to see people of color. That's who I'd like to see run. And with 47, we were going to, there was going to be a nice change. There was going to be a lot of young, diverse progressives being elected. It was going to be, God, maybe a 21st century city council. And now I'm really worried that the Mamalini's and the usual suspects are going to get back in. There's a lot of kids, I'm going to call them kids, young people not running now. That is true. What, you, you mentioned that
0: uh, one of the things last night that you didn't use the word concern, but concerned you was um, you didn't see so many people of color. Yes. Um, one of the things that, that I believe Jennifer. I think you've already said that. I've read that. You said she should be spending all her time in this. She, yeah. She's she, I think she's got the core. I, I, and I don't want to say that like, you know. Uh, I'm not sure if she's
1: got Rosedale and Forrest Hill. Yeah.
0: But she, I mean, she's she, the people who want a progressive voice. Um, I believe she has. What she doesn't have and what she needs to, in my opinion, uh, is she needs to get out to the Etobicoke. She needs to get out to the Scarboroughs because they're the people that voted for Ford because he quote-unquote cared, and they're the people that will vote for, stat- for status quo. They'll vote for, oh yeah, the one-stop subway still coming. They're not bearing it yet, so I'm going to vote for that because... You know, although all they'll hear. I don't, I don't disagree with clean. you. I,
1: you know, I, again, I'm not as I'm not close. I'm not on this campaign team. So I do not know where she is spending her time. Uh, last night when I met with Olivia Chow, because Olivia said, boy, I'd love to have you at these. And I said, well, let me know. And I'm not in Toronto a lot. I said, but let me know the dates. If, if I'd had a list of if I'd seen her calendar. I could say, you're right, she hasn't been there enough. Or maybe if I'd seen her calendar, I'd say, no, you just don't know she's out there. Sure. But but I agree with you. She's She's got she to show her face out there. Whether
0: she's there or not, she needs to spend yeah. tons of time outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, Because I think that's where, that's where you're going to win it. But it, it was interesting. You, you talked about um, former Mayor John Sewell. Um, you know, talked about, listen, if we can't go back to how it was a Metro Toronto with uh, the five independent cities yep. and then a Metro Council... He suggested you really need strong community councils that have some power, making this, got the ability to make decisions. And Jennifer's come and out with it. that. Yeah. In
1: fact, when people say, "Well, look at uh, L.A. only has X number of councilors," they use all these cities. Yeah. They it's it's disingenuous. Look behind it. There's there is hundreds yeah. of community powerful councils. community councils. Yeah. Yep. That feed into those people. So do not use L.A. and there's others as examples. And I believe. I, I'm trying to think when she did it. I think she's come out and said community councils.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important because one of the things that that uh, Mayor Sewell uh, suggested is that you've got different cultures, and and I see it myself living out in Scarborough, spending a lot of time there on the weekends, and then coming down to the core. I can see you know there's huge culture yep. differences. You know there's a rich culture downtown uh, in terms of what you've got access to and everything. Um, you know. Uh, you know, out in Scarborough, you've got pockets of monoculture, which is fine and great, um, but you've got less things, international things happening there. Everyone flocks downtown um, to to drink in in, in this culture of our a metropolitan city, and so you've got different uh, needs. You know, Scarborough was built as a place where you drove. You slept in Scarborough. You yeah. slept and you is drove in yeah. here. Yeah. So their their needs are are, are, are different. Than, they don't have than a lot here. of the
1: infrastructure that because people different. were going to the infrastructure and now yeah. they're so big. I mean, you take any of those boroughs. I guess is that the name? They're they if they were cities, what what would Toronto be made up of? Five of the eighth biggest cities in in Canada yeah. probably.
0: Right. And so I think there's something to be said about about how do you enable these really communities to be self-sufficient or, or to be able to make decisions that, that affect them, that really other places in this now huge city of Toronto, it really doesn't matter. So,
1: and again, I I don't know enough about the community councils. Uh, I know that other cities use it. I know Jennifer's, I believe Jennifer's said she's in favor. I don't know... How they're constructed, how you go about constructing sure, them, yeah. what kind of power they have—that's out of my pay grade. Who has the power to make that? Yeah. I, mean, maybe, I know, think is, is I it, think the city can do it without yeah. uh, provincial. Oh, okay. I think so. i sure. Well, if, if,
0: if you take a look at it, I mean, I've, I've been to—I I still see places that have the Scarborough Board of Education on uh, Scarborough Parks and Recreation, right? So mm. these sorts of things, you know, for example, Scarborough, because I live there, used to take care of that stuff. Um, I think that is Scarborough Fire Department. Um, but well, that did, was when it was yeah, on its own did. city. Yeah. yeah, that was before amalgamation. Before, yeah, before Metro, right? See, now. it's
1: probably. So i curious. I, I would if think can go that that, that fire stays fire and police stay certain infrastructure, but yeah. that doesn't say there can't be a community council that just knows the area. And votes on things that somehow feed into, yeah. ramp up to the final decision. I, again, beyond my pay grade.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Something like that needs to happen because you, I think you'll continue. Maybe things will change because of the cost of housing. But I think you'll continue to see different needs and desires, you know, in, in these huge pockets of what is now Toronto. Mm. Right? Um, leadership. Very interesting. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up okay um, I think that I think that's very important are, I, I, I I this came to mind as, as you were speaking are you still involved with progress is it called progress
1: trial um I chose I, I, I went off all boards about a year ago I, figured, okay. I found out I'm not a good board member <laughs> that's what I tell people I'm not a good board member and um, it, because I was I was a president for 29 years and I'm used to having a lot of autonomy, and stuff, <laughs> even though I surround myself with great vice presidents. But um, so I, I'm, I, I when uh, M- Hay, Michael Hay approached me, I said, "Listen, I'll I'll be there for you, but I'm not on your board." So she fo- she got in touch with me this week, and she said, "Jeez, would you buy a table at the Board of Trade dinner for eight progressives?" I goes, "Yeah." So that's the kind of stuff yeah, I do. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and so she'll ask me questions every once in a while. So, but, so I'm involved from a distance. I'm not on their board. Not on their board. I, I haven't sat across from Michael in months, but we did exchange a lot of emails this week. What do you think about what they're doing or what they're attempting well, to do? Well, again, they were trying to get uh, progressives uh, to run. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, who was doing that? Kristen Wong-Tam was, and, and yeah. Olivia were focusing more on women to come in. And I think they had some success. Some of them got elected in the provincial election. Um, yeah, I think they're just trying to get progressives in. It would be a lot better for our city if, if our city council looked like Toronto. I mean, what are we, 13% of the city council? I can't remember. X percent people of color. It's really low. If there's 44, 22 of them should be people of color generally, or, right. or maybe 26 or 18, but not... I mean, Kristen Wong Tam with his fellow in Scarborough. Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson. Yeah, yeah. You know, pretty soon we might get to five fingers here. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, so we don't have that, and the number of women is, is not like 22. So that's what they're trying for, and I applaud that. We'd be better off if we were more diverse. We um, still yeah.
0: have... Sorry. Know, we still have a housing... Problem Mm. in 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 this city, Um, affordable housing. You know whether that is for, you know we we had a huge problem this past winter, of all the uh, so many homeless people
1: people on the streets. Um Tori didn't look very good in that one. He did not at he all. He did not. He wimped out, and and nothing. And he was been, pushed into it. And, and yeah. nothing's been done. When, you know, winters—they're uh, already. It's already snowing in Edmonton. Yeah. I was mentally saying, yeah. I've got to get my snow tires changed in eight weeks. It's coming. It's oh, absolutely. Yeah, climate change is coming too, but there'll still be weather. Climate changes, but weather still will come. Whether up. it's cold or whether there's
0: more rain, yeah, there'll definitely or whatever. be more rain
1: with climate change.
0: Shelters, shelter slash housing
1: is going to be important.
0: Um, Tori hasn't done, like there's no well, new it My
1: numbers might be, so, uh, Jennifer came out and said, I'm going to do a hundred thousand yes. new houses. I thought it was in five years, but last night she said 10. So I'm a little blurry on that. Tori said 40,000. I can't remember over how many years, but they've had this objective of, I can't remember how many thousand every year there haven't been any more new houses built this last year and and john's answer was yeah but they were approved well we've got a city council to approve stuff all the time uh-huh. yep. and never spend some money because again what did i say our issues were revenue courage and political will we haven't had the courage and political will to attack the revenue side hence we pass all kinds of motions that city council would never the money to do it so so, you know, John's fallen horribly short. Um, Jennifer, you know, she was working for, what was it called? Creative Housing Society or something for a couple of months. Yeah. She knows her housing file pretty good. Um, she believes she can do it. I, I think, you know, most cities, not everyone should own a home. There's lots of cities like New York and stuff. It's a lot of rentals. Mm-hmm. They're going to be good rentals, affordable yeah. rentals. So I think, you know, that's part of the solution. Um You know, I think all uh, all the there's been lots of condos built here, but they're all pretty upscale condos. They're not price wise, yeah. Yeah, and um, so they've got to come up with stuff that's more affordable.
0: What are your thoughts on housing, Greg? Well, I
2: think we mean we talked about it the other week in terms of you know where where there is some money, I believe, available for housing. Just it's not. Being utilized
1: or? You know, like, I don't not, know. I know our, back, our backlog on repairs and social housing is over a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of money that's needed. And, and listen, all three levels of government got to contribute. Yeah. Um, but the city hasn't really contributed money. You know what they've done? They've refinanced the debt and can say, look at all the money we saved. Okay. I get that. That's good. Good move. If, if interest rates are low and you can refinance, good. Except that. Okay, there's three parties to affordable, uh, you know, social housing. One third, let's say it's one third, one third, one third. So the city says, well, we refinance and that's our contribution. No, wait a second. It was the whole pie. Don't you think everyone gets credit for the refinance? So I don't think Toronto has put their money in. And you wonder if the, um, you know, because Tory was great at going to Queen's Park or Ottawa saying, you got to help us. But John, are you doing enough? We have the lowest tax rate. In like 40 communities around us, you know, are we doing enough? So if, if I was the prime minister, I'd say, John, I'll give you this money, but you've got to match it. Yeah. Or if I was the premier, I don't know what kind of deal <laughs> those two guys will strike. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one. You know, this city, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great city. It's the fourth largest in North America. Um, and it's attractive and it's largely safe and it's a great place and uh, houses are going to be expensive. They are. But, you know, whether it's laneways or uh, uh, mid-rise and rentals on... Because on, um, what Jennifer's talking about, she's identified all of the lands that the City of Toronto owns, uh-huh. and that's where they can build affordable housing. Sure. It might, it might be rentals. I'm not sure what she's thinking. I think it is rentals. But, again, if it's really good, rentals is okay. Oh, that, absolutely.
0: That's, 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 that's not a problem. Then you don't
1: have to come up with 10% down and... Land transfer tax and all that kind of stuff. Well, and ten percent down in the city is pretty unreasonable for more people. Yeah, yeah. Who can A young person, you know. So, about, you know, like, my niece needs to come up with a hundred grand or something. Yeah. where would she get that? Yeah, man? and she saves money. Well, it's it's very
0: interesting. You know, we're we're starting to get some flyers now in in our home. People that are that are running. Um, I think Michael Thompson was the first one that came by, and it's interesting. You know, they'll have and I. I I'm not saying this, this was on his fly necessarily, but they'll have things like, you know, public safety, uh, public housing, transit, keeping taxes low. And I go, you can't have both of these things. No, no. You can't say you're not going to, you, you can't say I'm going to spend money here, but not make money this way. You can say it. You can say it. Yeah, but nothing gets done. Exactly. You yeah. can't do it. You and, can't do it. And and, and there's... and. That's I, why. It's revenue, people don't courage, and that. political will. People don't I I I firmly believe that most people don't get it. They don't understand that you can't have
1: everything. It is right across North America and I think in other countries, it's been so in vogue for a couple of decades now, taxes are bad. And if they're fighting everyone's, you know, you can't increase taxes. You've got, I mean, look at the United States. They they did a big multi-multi-billion dollar tax cut. Now, interestingly, it only benefited the 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, no one's dares do this. And, and I was thinking about that because if I had run, I was not going to be shy. I was going to say, listen, we need more revenue. And you have to. Um, uh, and you know what I think I would have said was saying, okay, listen, I'm going to, there's going to be one half percent going to generate X and I'll tell you where I'm spending that money. I'll tell you where it's going. If you tell if, if you tell them where it's going and it looks like you spent it wisely and you not screwed it up, I think that you, you can get them. Yeah. So John, he's out there already saying that taxes will be at or below inflation. You can't. You can't. How can you say that right now when you don't know where the land transfer tax is? Because that's been millions of dollars that have have, have covered a lot of sins. Yes. And and housing, you know, it was bad for a couple. The the sales weren't up. So where is that? If that misses by $100 million, do you know what 1%? I think 1% realty tax in Toronto is worth something like $27 million. That's all it's worth. Yeah. So if we miss that land transfer tax number big time, mm-hmm. so like, so you can't sit there in September and say I'm going to do that without knowing where land transfer tax is, where uh, other issues are. You know, we've got a couple more rainstorms, and we need all of this. Um, oh, and we've got all these great ideas that make the city better. I need some money for that. Like, don't don't no lock courage. in the revenue first. Figure yeah. out what are the issues and the opportunities, and say, okay, how do we fund this, people? Yeah, how do we? Do where, do,
2: where do you think those opportunities for funding come from? I mean, recognizing the limited <laughs> capabilities of, of municipalities. That's right. Like, w- where are there opportunities aside from
1: aside <laughs> from land tax? Well, or but, yeah, because that's only one. As I tax, said, 20, 27 right. million, yeah. roughly under yeah. thirty million. Anyhow, percentage. I do think you've got to keep a couple more percent for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, like people are might might gonna scream, but you know a lot of people won't scream. Listen, the housing market is way overvalued.
0: Yeah, right. You correct you correct that by having a, a higher property tax, um, and you correct home values. And so the person paying today for their million dollar tiny home. Uh, We'll still be paying a million dollars, but more of that
1: money is going to the Or Maybe that the appraisals or the taxes have to keep up with the appraisal. The houses are worth so much more. That you should be paying more tax. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that uh, dropping the uh, the car tax, that was like yeah. 50, 60 million dollars a year. That was dropped now four, three, seven years ago at 50 million dollars a year. There's 350 million dollars. That was stupid. Gone. Um, I don't know where it all is. Yeah. And I guess I'm glad I'm not running for mayor. <laughs> tolls, road tolls, road tolls. Yeah, you got to, They, they, uh, they control. Uh, congestion. They con- yeah. they reduce carbon, the carbon emissions. They w- are what cities are doing. Yeah, I was but you a- know what? You can't just do that without an infrastructure. No, nope. uh, and you're not going to have. You know, even if Jennifer gets in, you know, she's going to make the relief line fast three by three years, but it's years away. Uh, subway. No matter what subway goes in, or even LRT, they're all going to take time. I think what you got to do is what they do in Bogota, and I think it's in Austin, Texas, and. Is one of those BRTs, bus rapid transit. You give them segregated yeah. lines, and you have these buses whipping. I think up, up and in down.
0: Markham, York Region. I think they've got a couple of those. I think it's bad. I think Highway
1: Seven as yeah. Yeah. well. along Seven, they
0: do. Yeah, they have it, was, it was it was crazy I for get traffic when I go up there, but when
1: I do. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, if you've got those in, in in Bogota, they're different colors. They have that's right. They have stations. Yep. Uh, uh, Gil Penalosa, if you can ever get him on. I, I bet you can get Gil on this show. Uh, he knows all about that because his brother's mayor of Bogota. And um, he's an expert on. He, he's all over the Was world. Was he the eighty
0: twenty guy? Was that? Yeah, him? he's
1: the eighty twenty guy. Yeah. and he's all over the world. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where he is today, but he's been everywhere. And he's in Europe at, as we speak. Um, he he tells me all about that. That that could you could probably put those in place within a half a year. And then if you've got a ton of those going on, then people can as they're stuck in traffic see when these red buses go by. See, so yeah. okay, Absolutely. that'll buy us yeah. some time.
0: I think so. I, I think we learned a lesson with um, with the Pan Am Games when, when they made a, you know a, a lot of these highways. There, were, you know, one lane was reserved for I don't know, was a minimum three people or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you had to have a ticket going to an event, um, and traffic was there, there wasn't any yeah, increase. But usually
1: in those type of events, people start saying, "I'm gonna get out of town," and I don't know yeah. how many people. I don't they know how many.
0: But it was it was fine. There was no disasters. It was like yeah. all the time. They they should. Like you said, you, you need to have that courage, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do these things. The same sort of courage that we see displayed by uh, Doug Ford in, in, in messing up this election. <laughs> why can't you take that same courage and be progressive and pe- with it and be progressive? No, I'm going to raise your taxes. You know why? Because we're going to have more of this, that and the other.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. We're going to have safer streets. Less people are going to get killed because you're paying an extra hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Or, or whatever the case may be. And no one's willing to... No one's got the political courage. Are there
2: any examples lately where somebody has said, I'm going to raise taxes by... Because I loved your idea I, of I, accountability. I, I of that.
1: believe DeBasio in New York did that. Okay. Uh, there was referendums in California. That, California passed a referendum. I hate referendums, by the way. But um, they passed a referendum that says taxes couldn't go up beyond... Like, they made taxes... They lost all control over taxes, ran into all kinds of financial problems. And now the way to get around that, because I think it still stands, is they have to have specific referendums. But in California, they, they have passed referendums to invest heavily in rampant transit. So the people got it. In the last, last elections in the U.S., there were a number of communities that finally said, I get it. Huh. But then there were communities like Oregon that said, we're going to be closing libraries unless you give us this slight tax increase didn't pass. They closed libraries. So they don't all get it. It it is, um, you know, there's not a whole bunch of political leaders who will put their ass on the line like that.
0: Yeah, I think think we need more of that. So we're coming close to the end here. Richard, a a couple of things uh, just to get your thoughts on, so rapid fire here. Um, Tory's come out saying that uh, he wants to ban guns, and that's going to solve...
1: Actually, I think he's lukewarm on guns. I know Kezmatz really strong. I think I don't know where John's been, but let's say he is. I, I think he should. I mean, why we need military weapons on our streets? Why anyone needs guns? I just would. I mean, Australia, uh, England. Uh, now, listen, people are getting there. There's been. But in quite terms a of the
0: city, na- like, how do you ban guns? Well, I, from the city? I
1: don't. I, I don't have the answer to that. I think it should be a federal issue. I mean, the feds yeah. are... the liberals are saying they're going to study it, but I. I you know, there's such a correlation. There's what 330 million people in the United States, and there's more guns than there are people. And there's such a correlation. Gun, you have lots of guns, you're going to have lots of deaths. Yeah. And so, how we can clean that up? It's probably going to have to be federal and and city.
2: And that's that's my thing, my thinking around it, you know, a proclamation inside of Toronto. It's a great thought. It's a great
1: move. But Chicago bans guns, but the guns come from you gotta, other you, states. Yeah. And it has to come sure if, yeah, it, it, from above. So Chicago's got this horrific... They have just... It's completely out of control with guns. But the guns are all coming from outside of the city. They have social yeah. issues, too. You've got to address both. I mean, the social issues, people with yes. jobs. Yes, and And that's the policing thing, too. I mean, you know, carding, no. Um, more police in the streets, we don't really need that. Um You've got to you've got a
0: get at the root cause
1: the root cause yep.
0: opportunities for kids I yeah. I, I, I recreation
1: say, recreation sure. uh, uh, libraries where they do these youth hubs now yeah they and we've got a hundred libraries I think we have youth hubs and only like eight or twelve of them because that's all their budget will allow um, yeah get the kids off the streets get you know Toronto uh, the Maple Leaf Sports Foundation does a lot of programming building courts and pitches and doing all of that stuff.
0: Uh, I was reading one of your or, or a couple of your blog posts recently you you talked about shared prosperity in uh in one of them and i i can't remember the the title i don't know if it was uh the, the your latest one which is uh why jennifer keysmat or yeah. the the one before that but um that's
1: not a phrase i, would, I've, I thought i have ever used but keep going
0: well i've got it in brackets so i hope it's yours <laughs> <laughs> but i think the idea is is that you know there's there's
1: there must be wealth, oh yeah, in Toronto. One percent, ninety-nine percent. That that, if you go through hist- and and not even wealth, but I mean, you you got to be making a
0: minimum six figures just to be able to get to the table at a bank to afford even just a
1: condo. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure we're going to get to six figures, but you know, let's what when we went to $14 on minimum wage, I think that yep. generates $21,000 a year. Yeah. Who the hell can live on $21,000 yeah. a year? So Doug Ford's not going to approve going up another dollar. And you know what they said? Oh, it's going to kill jobs. Jobs have gone up since we went to $14. And and, and use of food banks has gone down since we went to $14. And it's not what was it 11.50 or something before that. Yep. We need to get to 15. I'd like to be 17 or 18 uh because those people that need that they're not saving it they're spending it it's going right back into the economy it's going to be spent on stuff that creates jobs and and that will that will help but it's you study history when when things get really out of whack between the rich and the poor uh civilization breaks down we can't sustain that do you want to predict what happens on October the 22nd when oh, you
0: I, when you wake up on the 23rd so there's there's a number of scenarios. Will there have been an election? Is one, mm. and number two, who's going to be the mayor? So so so. Uh, give me your prediction I don't think I want to do that. I don't <laughs> think I want to do that.
1: I hope it's Jennifer Keysman.
0: So there will be an election. Is is what is what you're? Yeah,
1: yes, but you know you've got to have uh, empathy for the city clerk who's trying to put this mess together. You know how on, on polling day I always vote and you go, and you're hearing on the news that, oh, there's problems at the polling station here, and they're lined up, and, Can you and the computers that? are not working, and people are, are showing up without cards. Can you imagine what it would be like this year? Because it's there's pockets of that. Because I remember when I was voting in the provincial election, and I got there, and I wanted to be right at the front. And I got there, and like we were 15, 20 minutes uh, late because they were having computer problems. Well, it's... It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be mayhem. Greg, it's is going there to
2: going be. to be an election? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I, I guess we're going to see. Does, isn't there legal There's something actions coming out happening 10 today? tomorrow? Or 10 tomorrow.
1: tomorrow. That's the appeal. The appeal. appeal. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday is he can do DEF right? one. Yeah. By dropping, <laughs> yeah. A, you know, dropping an a anvil on, a, on a, an issue the size of an ant.
0: My, my my prediction is that there will be an election I have no clue who's going to be the mayor but I think the election is going to be contested in court um there'll be somebody oh who, yeah i think th- I think I think there will and 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 the election for the councilors the whole municipal election in Toronto I think will be contested the, the whatever I can see the that. whatever the results yeah, are be, because i I think there's there hasn't been and I, I don't know who shared I don't know if it was uh the guy now who writes for the Matt Elliott, I think, used to write Matt for... Matt works for CBC now. CBC now. Yeah. now. I, I think. A sharp he, guy, man. He, he shared some stuff that's like, that's law uh, about, you know, th- this might not be a legitimate city council come October the 23rd should we have an election on the 22nd. It's almost 8 o'clock. I try to keep my, provi- my promises, mm-hmm. but I, I need to ask you this. On my way here, I was listening to sports radio, and they were talking about women's basketball. I know this has nothing to do about the city of <laughs> Toronto, but I know when you were running the Raptors, when you're running MLSC, women's basketball was something that you you had talked about, and I believe that you supported. Twenty five years now,
1: the Raptors. Twenty been- years ago, I, I pitched to uh, David Stern and, and the group. Uh, I remember the room I was sitting in that that uh, so twenty years ago would have been what, 96, 98, 99, somewhere in there. And we were quite new as an organization, Maple Leaf Sports, and the Raptors are quite new, and basketball was quite new. And I made a pitch and they turned us down. And, And they were right to do it, we weren't ready to do it. So then fast forward a couple of years, and all of the WNBA teams were having trouble financially. And David Stern kept coming to me and says, do you want that team now? I said, no, David, I don't want it now. But in my first, I think my second book, I said, I think we could use a WNBA team in Toronto. Uh, we're one of the few countries that doesn't have a pro league for women. So that would help our Olympic program. Uh-huh. And there's so many young women now playing basketball. Uh, that's number one. And I also thought that... It, I think I've got more generous since I've been president. I think I'd spend Maple Leaf Sports money more freely if <laughs> I went back and was president <laughs> now. And I just said, you know, they're, they're spending a lot of money propping up the Marlies for good reasons. The Argos, they lose money on the Argos. And I said, they won't lose as much money running a WNBA team as they'll lose on the Argos, so they should do it. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Richard. This yes, is great uh, being on the fourth time. I, You know, I think on the 22nd, I may retire from being interested in urban issues. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I feel like lots of times, I don't know if you noticed my website, I haven't really been speaking much lately about it. I feel like I'm in a dark room with the doors closed and the windows all closed and I'm all by myself. I'm yelling at the top of my lungs and no one's hearing me. <laughs> um, anyhow, it's, there's a lot of issues municipally, provincially, even federally. Uh, there's a lot of issues right now, and, it's, and then you see what's happening in Trump, and you see what's happening in, in, in Austria and, and Poland and Russia, and ugh. I was
2: then it's never
1: mind what happened here in Ontario. Now I'm just like focused on Ontario. Like, yeah, ugh. I mean, uh. it, it, and that's right. It's uh, and there's a little Trumpism going on in Ontario right now. That whole populism thing's going. It's contagious. It's yep. it's a very ugh,
0: that we, that website of yours is for dot com dot ca dot ca dot ca I think Just Google, Google
1: for a better Toronto. It uh, shows up first on the list. For a better Toronto. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, you can always find us. I want to thank uh, our, our, our sponsor, our host, girthradio.com here at the Pacific Junction Hotel in Toronto. Uh, we would love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play. Just go to kanji.com slash subscribe for the link. And uh, if you want to chat with us, you can find us on Twitter at Kareem Kanji, at Greg Tilston, and at Richard Petty. No, there's a something. Richard A. Petty. Richard A. Petty. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Cool.
1: So how many is this now? You've
0: done one f- Good
1: for you. One thirty-seven. You got you got um, the ex mayor in. And you've had some yeah. good people. Yeah. Have you had singing? You had singing. Didn't you? I had him. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's going to get elected in BC? It's I not think a was- slam dunk.